You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, joined today by the specialist of special guests, the one, the only, the always fantastic, um, the now, f- I, I feel like including you in the Locked On MLB Sad Boys Club, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. You know, I think that there actually there has to be a subsection of the Locked On MLB Sad Boys, right? So it's it's you, it's Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates, it's Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies, it's probably Connor Newcomb of of, of Locked On Orioles, even though his oh, he has a little bit defi- of interesting prospects. Most but definitely, there's got to be like a Locked On like it, it's and like the, the the tragedy, the clown show. You know what I mean? You have to have someone like I think it's like me. I think it's maybe um, Jason Burke of Locked On A's, like disappointing teams that aren't hopeless and. Like they're competitive in a way, but you they have a little bit of like the oh my god, we totally fell apart. Maybe, maybe the Reds, I dare say, might might involve in that. The Mets, certainly. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more like like tragic clown show. That that's that's what I'd say. Locked on sad boys and locked on clown shows. That's what I think we need to have. <laughs> that's a great grouping there. Um also would be remiss <laughs> if we didn't include locked on uh, uh locked on diamondbacks of uh, Millard Fillmore or Millard Thomas, not Millard Fillmore. Who the heck is Millard Who Fillmore? What the heck was that? that? Is that a president? I think that's a president. Oh my gosh! Anyway, Thomas before, J. Whitmore from the oh, Forget Independence Day. What's going my on? My goodness! Uh, before we get even more off track, today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Tell you could tell them Bryce sent you, but probably Locked On is better. They don't really know my name yet. Um, they'll mm-hmm. get there eventually. But um, let's let's talk some baseball. Um, both of these let's teams had very sad seasons. And I said at the end, my my season finale show, I guess my like end end of season show, whatever Monday was, whenever the actual regular season stopped. I don't remember when that was. It, it feels like it's been a long time already. But I said, if you told me at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that um, the Rangers would play as many playoff games um, combined as the Oakland A's, the Padres, and um, there was some third team that I can't think of that was also very disappointing um, that I was very surprised didn't make the playoffs. But the Blue Jays. Um, then I would have slapped you in the mouth or kissed you on the mouth because something either went horribly wrong for all of those teams or literally the world ended and the Rangers were probably one of the few teams left um, to play Major League Baseball. Like, I I don't know what happened. Uh, and I'm very sad because I picked the Padres as my team that I'm going to watch late nights once the Rangers are done and, you know, have some fun. There's some former Rangers that I love there. There's some players in general that I love there. And even that team... Even that team, a little team like this is this is a safe, fun, like kind of bandwagon you pick to just kind of watch and enjoy. What what did you do to me? Or I guess what did they do? It's not your fault. I mean, maybe it's a little your fault. I don't know if you're taking any blame or credit for this season. But like, dude, what happened? What happened indeed? What happened indeed? I mean, this is a question I've been struggling with for um probably like a month or so now, uh, a little bit more than that. I just wrote about the Padres actually recently for JustBaseball.com. Great website. Um, and it's just very <sighs> – damn it, Bryce. Sorry. I'm like – this happens every now and then where, like, the the neurons kind of, like, like malfunction a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I start thinking about all the things that happened this year, I start thinking about the tragedy. I start thinking about the collapse 
the 29 and 43, 26 and 43, whatever it even was in the second half for my Padres. And like, you, you just kind of lose it. Like I hate baseball is basically what I'm trying to say. Like it's a terrible sport. <laughs> like, that's basically what I'm trying to say is that like the, the idea of talking about baseball to me right now is exhausting. Like just, just saying anything with the Padres. This is why I'm like, man, being a beat writer is the, the or beat follower like if you're a beat you know you follow one team it's both a blessing in terms of you just have to focus on your one team you get a lot more involved you can tap into that fan base but the negative is when it's bad or whatever you get i'm not gonna say bored but you just get it's it's your mood so much more depends on that team and in this case the Padres made my mood uh, pretty atrocious, if not for the fact that I have like movies to watch, books to read, video games to play, and my 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 football team that I can't mention because then my followers get really upset that my football team is awesome, and like it's it's blowing my mind. I think that uh, I don't know. I I might have like moved to Alaska. I might have like gone on a pilgrimage or something <laughs> like that, like that one Martin Scorsese movie. You know what I mean? I might have, or like what's that movie with um into the wild is that what it's called like that that might have been me i don't know hopefully i didn't see that the, one that, hopefully that without the you know spoiler <laughs> the, the deaths at the end but like you know like i'm just saying like that's basically Whoa, i was gonna watch that thing. wow i can't believe you spoiled that <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> um oh but yeah man it's 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 been absolutely rough and i think a lot of it um kind of just to summarize and actually give you a real answer is that <laughs> a lot of it i think was kind of really capturing that athletic piece that dropped last week, which is just a, a multitude of just players underperforming health. Sure. But just bad decisions by the front office and AJ Preller and the organization in general. Like it's not a coincidence that so many players are doing better elsewhere that the Padres used to have. And a lot of the players they brought in aren't doing well. That's not simple. Some of them like Adam Frazier, who they acquired at the deadline, I think is just like, what were you thinking? Like that guy probably was overachieving in the first half, but others like Blake Snell, like you Darvish, like uh, Tommy Pham, etc. That might be more of a sign of just like, you guys can't develop anybody. I've been saying it for a while. If I'm another organization, I am I mean, doing everything I mean, to trade for Chris Paddock and Mackenzie Gore right now. I mean, you, you developed Jake Cronenworth and Fernando Tatis Jr. And Trent Grisham. Okay, like, let, me, let me rephrase like, that. Like Jake more Cronenworth for the, It's more seasons. for the pitching side. It's more okay, for the, the pitching fair. side. It's that's more for fair. the pitching side. All right. There's that, starting that to be a lot sense. of concerns. There's starting that's, to be a lot like, of concerns. Fernando Tatis missed like 40 games and had nearly a seven-war season. Like Jake Cronenworth is a guy who was like, man, pretty solid last year. Had a five-war season this year. Yeah, he was, was very fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like three, and, they have, what, yeah, five guys with for sure. uh, three war seasons. <laughs> Even Hassan it's more Kim, about pitching. Hassan Kim had a two-war season very quietly. Like, yeah, the defense was, was good, man. I, I didn't expect his defense to be that good. I thought it him to be oh, yeah. a more. Oh, like, yeah. It's like gold glove caliber, honestly. I was um, so in, surprised. In I watched respects. like I watched a little bit of them, and like I mean, you and I talked about hit. like laughed off, or like talked off season, like for I guess before the season, whatever it was. Um, but I was like, I want this guy so badly because I think he's going to hit, and mm-hmm. I was really overestimating the difference in pitching, uh, facing pitching at the major league level versus the KBO, which like no disrespect to the KBO, but like major league baseball is just heads and shoulders above every other league including triple a it feels like the gap is widening from the majors to the minors but uh we'll get into that in another second and i have um some thoughts about a comparison to a certain rangers team that hurt me um just about this badly maybe maybe worse i don't know uh, but we'll get into that <laughs> after this word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need 
Why would you endure often pointless, even even seemingly seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. I just spent up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They've got everything you need, so go explore. They're easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, this, this team... Just trigger warning for Rangers fans. I'm talking about one of the more painful Rangers teams to watch. Um, one of the most painful late season collapses. A team that for almost the entire season was the best team in baseball um, and then was eliminated in a one-game playoff they shouldn't have even been in. I'm talking about the 2012 Texas Rangers. I don't know how much you follow <laughs> this team, um, but this team was incredibly stark. It's hard to remember. Honestly, it's hard I, to remember back then. I think it's one of the best, if not the best, Texas Rangers team that we've ever had. Adrian Beltre was absolutely at his peak, had a seven-war season. Matt Harrison was absolutely on one, had a 5.7 baseball reference for season. Josh Hamilton, um, when we knew so much fewer things about him and what he would eventually do and become for all that, um, had a 930 OPS, um, had a career-high 43 home runs. Um, Adrian Beltre was incredible. Ian Kinsler, Mitch Moreland, Elvis Andrews. That was Elvis's best season at four war season. David Murphy was completely on one. Um, Hugh Darvish was, uh, this was his rookie year. He was still really stinking good. And the number two of the staff, um, the back half of the rotation wasn't super great. Um, and Derek Holland, Scott Feldman, Colby Lewis, and Ryan Dempster for 12 games. Um, but Colby <laughs> was a great playoff player. Honestly, always came up no matter what kind of regular season he had, always came up big in the playoffs. Um, actually did have a, a 128 ERA plus. So some of the other statistics were misleading about him and he only pitched 105 innings, but the bullpen was great. Joe Nathan, Alexio Gondo, Robbie Ross, Mike Adams, Tanner Shepers, um, failed starter, Tanner Shepers, very good reliever though, Tanner Shepers, but the Rangers completely collapsed down the stretch. There's a very memorable series in Oakland where basically the Rangers only had to win one game um, to make sure they still won the division. And it was just a horrendous display. Like the entire series, there was a very famous, um, just pretty, not not quite routine, but a little less than routine drop ball that uh, Josh Hamilton just dropped in center field that allowed runs to score that ended up winning them the game. But like, I don't know if that season was more painful or if if this one is. Like, which do you mm-hmm. think is it more painful to have a lot yeah. of hope and then everything mm-hmm. be taken away, or like, because I knew I knew this season the Rangers probably gonna be bad, probably gonna lose around 100 games, and it still really hurt watching this team. Oh yeah, like it's it feels like a different kind of pain. It's kind of hard to like compare them sometimes. It's 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 the age old question that I I still think it's better because at least you're feeling something when your team's in contention. When it's not, you start becoming indifferent, and dare I say, you might fall out of love for the sport. So that's where I lean. It's the age old question where it's like, is it better to be a Chargers fan where they've had incredible. I just said the forbidden team. Damn it! Is it better to be, you know, a Rangers fan? You didn't say that you like, were. You didn't say you were a Chargers fan. So. I, I did not. I, I just said my favorite football team. That's the forbidden one. But my favorite football team, obviously, something. Who knows what like, that is? Who knows? Who know, I have? Ah, <laughs> I don't know. They gotta. They gotta bring out the Sherlock say, Holmes hey, we can say being, a, being a Cowboys fan, which the last few years has been, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of moments where you think 
you think they have they have a mm-hmm. chance of doing stuff like this year i am a cowboys fan i'm incredibly terrified that i have hope in this team i'm like i no, yeah no mm-hmm. i remember what it's like to have hope in this team it's a i remember the days sword, of tony right? romo and like hoping and praying and week 17 losing to a bad team and missing the playoffs i remember the botched snap in the was it the 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 NFC Championship or whatever game that was, whatever the one against Seattle. Yeah. Everyone knows what what one I'm talking about. Yeah, um, or like team. to be a Lions fan, where it's like, yep, we're just gonna suck every year, and yeah, mm-hmm. that that's what it is. I I think it's the the latter is worse because you can be turned off from the sport and just literally not care anymore. The the fun the the hard thing about the team that is because it, it really hurts you. I mean, I've cried before over football losses. I've cried before over baseball and all like I, I genuinely, it hurts you so much. And it's why I hate Boston, by the way, we were talking about this before we started where the Boston feds act like, I'm like, dude, like I, I genuinely don't think you are allowed to complain. If you're a Boston sports fan for like another 20 years, like I just don't, understand not about any and, and by the way honestly not about a single sport because every single one of them have been good it, and it's, it's like, like if you have won a championship if your team has won a championship in the last decade and they're in the tank now shut up that's what happened the rangers were one of the best teams in baseball for a seven-year stretch and yep. they never won a championship and if they did that would make this so much better be like yeah oh and man losing 100 games sucks but like we won the championship right bryce this is what they always say to you. They're always like, well, what am I supposed to do? Stop caring? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I could take shots at everybody. I, I don't care who it is. Like, there's a lot of great people out there who are like, what do I do? Just stop cheering for my team. It's like Charlotte Wilder. I'm watching you complaining about the Patriots not winning last year. I saw that BS. And it's like, I'm not saying you can't complain. But like, I've been with my one friend, one of my best friends. His Eagles won the Super Bowl, right? And I'm with him for game one. Of the following season, and they're losing to the Falcons, I think it is, on the, on the Thursday night game. It was a terrible game, if anyone remembers that. And they're losing, and he's just like, oh, my God. Like, he's getting so upset. Like, no, 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 no. It depends. There's variables to this. You cannot tell me you're that upset after your team has won this minute. Like, I cannot. I refuse to accept that. You're spoiled. You're 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 full of yourself to be perfectly honest with you and you need to grow up you need to there's there's you're not going to just win your whole life it, it just doesn't make any sense you know what i mean like it's it's like when people are five and zero in fantasy football and then they lose one game and they're losing their minds like oh like not gonna lie that may or may not have a little bit been me this week but i got over <laughs> it the, the reason i was upset more was because i lost like all my players to injury that, that's what it was i lost my quarterback his finger gets broken into a million pieces apparently and i lost clyde edwards hilarious so that's a little bit different but it's just uh, those people really drive me insane i'm like i just don't believe this there's a way for you to root in their team and be like ah damn it ah all right well you know what we'll, we'll hopefully we'll come back next year you'd be sad about it for the day instead of writing about it and typing your tweets about it and you got to go absolutely mad out of your mind like someone just killed your pet hamster you know what I mean? Like it's just I, I've I've had enough. But anyway, yeah. So uh, go Astros! I'm rooting for them over the Red Sox. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> I hate you so much. I, I should kick you off my podcast just for saying. I like I do I do get the boss paid a little bit, and I'm also uh, on the well, East we, Coast for r- yeah. your Rangers listeners. Who uh, are yeah, so I'm a lot more so, closer to it. So you have some distance between you and Astros, the, though there is no distance, physical distance that matters to Astros Twitter. They will find you and attack you. No matter what, that is true. Um, that is thankfully true. I've done a good job of like blocking and muting all of them, so I don't really get it that much from them. Thankfully, um, and my one weakness as a sports fan is that I've started, 
I have found like some really cool like Boston sports fan people, like our our locked on Red Sox people and former locked on Red Sox people and other I like I'm like ended up following like a whole bunch of Bo- I'm like, how did this happen? How did it, <laughs> why am I seeing so many Boston sports fans? And they're like nice people who I like and generally want like nice things for, but I'm like and our friendship is based on sports, and I'm like, I like you and I want you to have a happy life, but like also screw your Boston sports. Stop complaining. Dallas has had one championship in this is it one in this millennia unless you count uh the dallas empire and their championship for uh, call of duty which like fine I, like i'll count it but like <laughs> the the dallas wings just moved here in 2016 they've been basically a farm team ever since then it was just the mavericks in 2011 and everyone still hates the cowboys because they were really good in the 90s and have been mostly trash for the last 20 years so basically all the like 20 year olds who are cowboys fans Grew up with everyone hating them, even though their own team sucked. They're like, why does everyone hate us? We suck. Direct that elsewhere. Be yeah. mad at the teams that are winning. We're hating no, our look, team too. I still hate Boston more, but I do hate the Dallas Cowboys. And and a lot of it, I don't think, is the fans' fault. No, it is a little bit of the fans' fault, but it's like this this kind of like worldwide conspiracy to keep making it that they make more money every year, despite not having one. You know what I'm saying? Like the Patriots made more money. The Golden State Warriors have made more money. You know what I'm saying? But the Dallas Cowboys, for some reason, are the biggest sports organization in the world. But the Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Royals, heck, the Golden State Warriors, like I just mentioned, have won multiple titles and the, the Cowboys just keep losing. So it's it's the amount of attention the they get. The one title. It's how we're all forced to watch them, I think yeah. is my issue. How we're yeah. all forced to care about them. That's right. We all hate that too. Like, especially in the years where we suck, been... is like, stop putting us on national TV. Put it's, us, it's one of those. Put us at it's noon. Let us get our day ruined early and then move on with it. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to take baseball. a quick break. Baseball. We gotta we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Um, and I'm going to uh, make some hypothetical trades that, if I could reverse time, um, might make both of our teams um, very happy. Ooh. But first, Javi's going to tell us about this next sponsor. Yes, I am. And we were just talking about football, guys. We're back and better than ever. I mean, we've been back for a little bit, five weeks now. All eyes are on the ground as teams are back for more football. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season and probably seasons to come. You know, I'm just assuming because they're rad. As always, they're the number one spot with new updated sites and interfaces and more odds, props, and contests. Uh, it is the number one place to go. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code. That's right, our promo code, not anybody else's. Mm-hmm. This is ours because Just you're that. listening to this podcast. It's awesome, isn't it? Uh, locked on. To receive your bonus, guys, from football, not just football, though. They've got you covered with baseball, basketball, boxing, UFC, MMA, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Favorite casino games, futures bets. They'll probably have some stuff for the Oscars when the Oscars roll along and pretend that they're a really good representative of what's the best and most important (laughs) in pop culture. Um, They've got you with that stuff, uh, guys. So be sure to check it out. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and stuff. Bet online where the game starts. So I, I think you we... tell I hate the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Josh I, Neighbors, I have some beef with him. So, but say normally, normally I don't care about any award shows. I actually watch the Emmys because I just wanted to see Ted Lasso win all the awards, and you know they did so good on him. The, Emmy, um, the Emmys do a decent job because right. because to to summarize it very quickly, my issue with the Oscars and my issues with the Grammys, Grammys it's only popularity, no prestige, and then Oscars it's 
all prestige and we don't give a crap about the rest of you guys. Even though we claim to and we do all these ads about how we want you back in the movie theater, then we're going to nominate a movie like Come On, Come On, which like I, I, I imagine will that. be good. I don't uh, even know what that uh, hopefully. is. It's another 824 movie, the Joaquin Phoenix that's coming out. So it's a bad example. It might be great. I might love it. But like, let's just nominate things like Green Book and whatnot. And we're not even going to acknowledge, not even acknowledge that the biggest movie of all time came out, Avengers Endgame, which I personally enjoyed. Uh, We don't even acknowledge it. We're pretending that we're a good barometer for pop culture. It's like, all right, guys, like stop being snobs. It's okay. I'm not saying all these things have to get this picture, but you're just going to pretend that that movie didn't happen it's just it's always weird the way they do this and i hate the oscars and josh neighbors is a is a is a is a coward he's not even a coward he's 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 a punk 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 is a better word to explain it oh my gosh well um <laughs> I, there, there's no give them trades man give me trades, the trades man trades. Give me them trades. Um, <laughs> so we talked about this at, when we talked mid-season um mm-hmm. around the trade deadline um and you know what since none of this is real, um, you can just agree to all of these. And even though they might not make sense for reality, it doesn't matter because in this in this fake world, um, these trades that the Rangers are, are, are giving to the Padres make all the difference in the world. And uh, they end up winning the World Series and everything's hunky-dory. And Joey Gallo has a nice home and he's not a member of the stupid Yankees. And then he comes back to Texas and win a World Series here. That was a tough time for you, I know. I know. It's still, it's still tough. It's still tough. I had someone try and talk trash to me about Joey Gallo like, the other day just because he's a yankee and i'm like he he didn't choose that yeah and that's Stop. weird when people do that right it's, it's very fine weird. it's fine um but basically at, at mid-season the rangers had uh well, like three good players uh four no, Adolis is a good player <laughs> um, but they weren't going to trade him um and i don't i don't think they even in this fantasy world we're not going to go back and, and do that um but it seems like the biggest problem that these Padres had is that every single one of their pitchers fell off cliff and um, they were literally signing the scrappiest scraps off the scrap pile to try and just eat some innings. They had a good bullpen, but like it was eh. super over. Well, it, they, had, they had, they had, they had good, they had good bullpen pieces that I think yeah. had put up bad performances because they were way overtaxed because yeah. at mm-hmm. any one time there were maybe one or two consistent starters going for the back half point. of the season. Um, the the back half of the season is when the Padres bullpen wasn't as great. For the first half, they were amongst, I think they were the number one in ERA or at least number two. They uh, were fantastic. Year. Yeah. But then, like you mentioned, some guys I think didn't genuinely just didn't pitch well, but they also lost Drew Pomeranz for the remainder of the year at one point to an injury. And then also, like you mentioned, like there was a lot of just bullpen games. Ryan Weathers, like kind of secretly just just launched a nuclear silo and blew up this team in a lot of ways when it comes to that specific aspect, because he had plenty of like three inning, eight run, you know, performances like down the stretch. And he was just, he was just getting killed. It was weird that they couldn't just put him in the bullpen, but like you said, they barely had any starters and what have you. So that was kind of the issue that they fell into. I mean, they literally picked off a guy who the Cubs who sucked real hard this year said, Nope, this guy sucks. He even won a world series with us. Just bye. Exactly. I mean, he was also a D bag as well, and they still signed him. And he had an eleven ERA in twelve and a third innings, which I like. I don't like that that Iconic happened to stuff. you, but like, of course it happened because he sucked that bad. Anyway, uh, I think they really could have used a guy. You know, they could have used like it felt like I don't know one more big lefty bat um, and one really good starting pitcher. And you know what? The Rangers had just the guy. And even if you wanted another guy in the bullpen, um, there, there's a veteran guy, Ian Kennedy, who was doing pretty well with the Rangers. So um, I feel like there's some kind of package to be made around um, Mr. Joey Gallo, Kyle Gibson, and uh, 
Do you really, did you, you think you want, you want an Ian Kennedy just for, just for safety's sake? I think it depends because the Padres at Ferris, they did acquire Daniel Hudson, who was at least viewed as a quality kind of reliever. He ended up not being as great with the team, but that's kind of just what happens with relievers, to be perfectly honest with you. Like they could have off seasons, off half seasons. Everything can just go kaput, which in fairness is kind of the story of baseball production in general. But uh, with Gallo and and uh, who else did you mention? Kyle Gibson, right? Kyle Gibson. You know, honestly, yeah. looking at the the starting rotation for y'all you could even use a jordan lyles like jordan lyles had yeah. a 515 era mm-hmm. but he was solid he was dependable like oh yeah i said i've like i i talked a lot of trash on him to be honest but he had a lot of bad outings and he kind of earned it but down the stretch like he was consistent even if he was going to give up five six runs he was going to go five six innings almost every time had several outings of, of seven seven innings um several outings against even good teams against the red Sox. he went seven innings and only allowed one run like late in the year when Boston like really needed to keep up those wins. So like, I feel like could even use two starting pitchers, but I'm for this, for the sake of this exercise, we're just going with the, the three player package. Um, yeah. I mean, it could have worked. I think that there's a couple things with this, right? First of all, I think Gallo would have been a great fit for the Padres. I think Gallo is a pretty good fit for a lot of teams, but why I say the Padres to add a little bit more to that is because the thing that the Padres struggled in was not batting average on base stuff. Um, they acquired Adam Frazier at the deadline, which I thought that he would at least be a competent piece that might help out and maybe be a spark plug type of player for the offense. You know, I mean, a little bit of a, you know, just slapstick, you know, sort of just slapping hits all over the place to sign a start and get another guy on base, which I thought was fine. But I also noted at the time that the trade, batting average and on base are two areas that the Padres at the halfway point when the deadline occurred were in the top 10. In baseball, and that was not an issue, thanks to Tatis and guys like Fam, who before Tommy Fam decided that he would refuse, refuse. Like I, I, this, this is actual real quote. He said, "I refuse to drive in runs. I, I like I outwardly refuse." He had one of the five worst WRC pluses among all players in baseball with runners in scoring position. Uh, so that was awesome. Love that from Tommy Fam. But I will say. That the other part of this is while Joey Gallo is an on base guy, he's a power guy, he's a slugging percentage guy. Those are areas that the Padres, despite being known as Slam Diego once upon a time, were seriously lacking. So that was definitely what uh, would have been a better piece to add than Adam Frazier. And I think AJ Preller knows this. So that's where the second part of this comes from. You know, from, I, got, which is, I got to stop you right there just because I want to slap you in the face because I see your, your lineup has all these guys with 20, 20, 40 home runs. Even like everybody except for Victor Caratini had at least double digit numbers. home runs. No, 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 no. I'm looking, but just compared to my own offense, it makes me so oh, yeah. angry. If you watch this off, if you watch the Rangers offense, you know, you know what true bleak offense looks like anyway but you you do have a point for an actual contending team because my view and like my you know what is it my barometer has hey, been finished 23rd this year in home runs not that good that's not, not that, that good, good. Could use percentage 21st to look at it right now like it's just they they did kind of need a gallop but i think aj peller knows this. The, the second part of this whole thing is regardless of what the trade might have looked like the padres gave up a lot of their assets before the season so i think that they were thinking i don't want to get rid of Abrams, Gore, Campizano, Robert Hassel, they barely have any, they don't have a lot of depth in their farm system. They still have some golden eggs in those four, but they don't have a lot of depth. So a lot of people were praising the Padres, myself included, by the way, for the fact that they acquired all these players, you know, from Musgrove to Snell to Darvish to Pham to Grisham to 
whoever the heck, Adam Frazier, if you want to throw him in there, that they acquired all these players without having to give up Mike Clevenger, without having to give up one of their biggest prospects, which is somewhat true. They gave up Luis Patino, who was definitely one of their, their top prospects for sure. But aside from him, you only had to give up 10, one. I wouldn't say that he's their top, even their top five. He was close. Like, eh, looking at what they had close. at their he top five at this year, time, he might have had was probably. At the time, it was probably Gore was number one, then it was Abrams, and then it was Patino. Um, and then and then you could debate the others because Robert Hassel literally just got drafted. So the issue with that is, yes, that is a good point that they didn't have to give up their top prospects. But they made so many deals that it resulted in the farm system not being not having nearly as much depth. And that's where, like you were mentioning, you bring in Jake Arrieta, you bring in Vince Velasquez. Like you, you're forced because you don't have any depth. And baseball is a sport about depth. This is not the NBA where – I don't give a crap. Just give me two superstars. I literally don't give a damn who else is on my team. Go look up what happened with the Brooklyn Nets last year. I know they're going through a little bit thing right now, but like just in general, cool. I have three superstar scores. Oh, they're deep. I don't care. This is the NBA. Just have stars. It does not matter who your sixth guy on the bench is. I genuinely believe that it doesn't matter if you have all those stars. This isn't like that. Or in football, if you have the quarterback, you could be great, right? This is not like that. You need those guys. I don't know. I watch a lot of Texas Tech teams with Patrick Mahomes, so uh, I had to disagree there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you you have these moments in August where it's like you need to have that random kind of guy that you can call up and do some work for you. Or he's, you know, at the back end of the rotation. And then you look at guys like that. You look at Cal Quantrill, who was really good for Cleveland, uh, especially in the second half of the season. You look at guys like, you know, in terms of the hitting things, while hitting isn't the worst thing the Padres have been developing, like you so rightfully excoriated me for uh before um you know you look at a guy like ty france do you bryce i sometimes not even sometimes i literally did dream once watching the pottery i don't remember the context but i remember like seeing you know how dreams are all hazy and stuff i remember seeing ty france at first base instead of eric cosmer you know what i mean I, maybe he was the d i don't know maybe he was in the dugout still like maybe he was just a bench player or something like that but i just visualized that and i'm like that's what this team could have been. And that's one of the issues is while you wheel and deal and you don't make all these moves, uh, sometimes maybe you should calm down a little bit. Maybe you should only make a couple and you shouldn't buy don't, into Don't go full Artie Moreno. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't go full. Exactly. You, you shouldn't do all that because 2020 was a truncated season. And maybe there were some things that weren't going to be repeated. Like Eric Hosmer suddenly deciding to hit the ball well and embrace launch angle like will myers being one of the best slugging percentage guys in the entire league his clutch stats were incredible like this is real thing now will myers wasn't awful this year he was okay uh but with hosmer and all these guys you should have suspected and then you have the issue of injury with paddock going down and with lamette who is just damaged goods and i've said this before at this point it's it's been really rough but i do think that even a kyle gibson could have helped lyles like you mentioned and i've mentioned jordan montgomery the padres just needed a guy who was okay not to bring them up all that much but one of the things about the astros is they don't have a wipeout ace they just have all these guys who will in the technical term just give you a quality start which is six innings three runs or less that's all they need because their offense is so good they, yeah. The Padres would have died for a Frambo Valdez, for a Jose Urquidy or anything like that. Just a solid guy who's going to go into a game, probably give up three runs, but he'll eat innings and do well for you instead of guys like Ryan Weathers. And uh, I can't even say their names again. It's It was rough. So uh, my my hypothetical trade. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, for, <laughs> for that package is uh, Mackenzie Gore, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Hassel, and then we will take Hosmer pay his entire contract. 
Would okay. you, in yeah. hindsight, would okay. you take that? So th- there's a couple. T- one thing to this, I was going to say no immediately, but you did say you would take the Hosmer thing. Yeah, that that's a lot more fair. You have to do that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like the, a McKenzie Gore plus a Hassel, which like at this point Hassel is definitely like the the lead in that package. McKenzie Gore is like a. Abrams, like a, Abrams selling... I think, is technically the best, but in fairness, well, oh, no, 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 Abrams enough. is definitely the best, but like I wouldn't even ask you mm-hmm. for Abrams for even all like for literally the That's entire like Rangers farm system plus the full major league team. I don't know that and they probably would give up CJ Abrams for that. If any fans are wondering, like, this is a fair offer. That's how bad the Eric Hosmer deal is right now. You know what I mean? And like I also wonder if like maybe a year ago before they had traded, maybe if we just gave you guys literally every prospect in the system with the exception of those four, like really good ones. And then you take the Hosmer thing. I wonder if that's something the Rangers might consider because our teams have been in contact before. Um, allegedly uh, CJ Abrams like was part time. of a deal for um, Joey Gallo. Like that was what apparently the Rangers asked for. The Padres said I that bet, was too much. I, I, I which, say, that's absolutely what they, they asked. Like that's that. I mean, like, John Daniels knew that's not happening, but like you got to start with that. Cause if you start with like, Oh, maybe, maybe we'll ask for Ryan Weathers. Then like, it's all downhill from there. Like you yeah. got to ask for the top guys. The mm. worst they can say is no, like they're not going to tell you like, no, go F yourself for asking for that. And we're not going to talk to you anymore. Like, no, mm-hmm. that that's not how it works. Like yeah, there's hypo- it, hypothetical there's trades all the time. Yeah. So would yeah, you, yeah, a lot of them that we don't know about. I think it, that a lot of it depends on how many moves if they, Let's just pretend that the Padres hadn't made nearly as many moves. So, like, no Darvish, no Snell, no Hassan Kim, like, all that stuff. And they have their farm system still loaded and blah, blah, blah. Maybe they do consider doing that just to get rid of the Hosmer thing. And then you have to hope that you have Hassel and Abrams still. And, and or no, hold on. You have Campizano and Abrams still. And then you still hope that you've got some other guys in that system. And there's more depth, at least, to maybe make up for it. I think that's a lot more feasible. But these days... Like heading into this past deadline, I don't think they do that. I think that probably might have known that they're a little bit. They were minced. They were they were done. They were minced, mate. Uh, I think that he might have had an idea because at the same time they needed pitching help too. And Scherzer, they clearly were interested in, but that didn't materialize. So it's a lot. I just maybe including Lyles the in time, there would have also helped. Yeah, maybe. I don't know because but like Jordan Lyles was at, at the time, like his ERA I think was around like six or whatever. There, I mean, it's only in, ended up around like five and a half. And like the pitching injuries weren't that desperate at that point, but like you could kind of see the cracks starting to form a little bit. But like, if if the Rangers had still been able to like, if the trade deadline was like I don't know, uh, the end of August, then like, and the Rangers had offered that trade, I think it would have been very strongly considered. I don't know if they would have taken it, but mm. like, it would have been interesting. The other strong. problem though is that Myers is still there, so you have to figure that out. And remember, there's still no DH in the National League because we're stupid over here. But Myers um, at first base. Joey and right because mm, mm, mm. if you're not taking Haas then where we put Hosmer no so, we're taking, see, Hosmer, taking Hosmer the, you're still taking oh that's true that's true you're still yeah, taking Hosmer exactly I don't know it's an interesting offer it's definitely fair I don't think that I think some people a year ago would have said that that was unreasonable but it's oh, it, actually not a year ago a year ago it's horribly unreasonable because Kyle Gibson was still like bad at that point and yeah. Joey Gallo just come off the worst season of his life and mm-hmm. you know Mackenzie Gore it only had like the one little hush hush quiet season that he was kind of falling off the tracks and there was no loud noise about it just whispers so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was still so that was top 10 prospects easy in retrospect but uh i think that bottom line is that's a really great encapsulation with what the, the the padres are dealing with right now where if i'm a team i am not asking for anything less 
than those guys in return if I have to take Hosmer. You know what I'm saying? So we might see that this offseason. We might see them lose Abrams or Agora, like you mentioned, um, just to get rid of the Hosmer contract. That's how bad it is. This guy has zero war. You know how hard that is? His defensive rating was one of the worst in all of baseball. I mean, it's just... He won four gold gloves. Four! It's bad, man. It's bad, and Padres fans should be furious, but they should also be furious at AJ Preller and Co. and company for giving him that deal in the first place. Charlie Culberson had a 1.1 war season. And, like... um, It's insane. It's insane. But, like, Padres fans, if you're hoping for a miracle... Don't get me wrong. You could always hold out hope that a Rockies will like be stupid or the Royals will be stupid and they'll be like, uh, we no, want no, our hometown no, no. hero back or something I like that. I don't know. Right? Royals are, Royals nah, are smarter than that. They're, they're no, they're not, dude. They, they've they're got not. Bobby Witt. They at least made no, some No, dude, good they're decisions. not. They think they're still competitors right now. They're not. I'm telling you, the Royals they did sign Mike have, Minor just because of the deal. World Series, they've been hiding the fact that they are at well run. But anyway, you have to talk to Ryland Styles of Lockdown Royals for that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I will have uh, plenty of words with him um, and being very sad that that Bobby Witt Jr. wasn't available at number two overall this year because I would have jumped at that. Not that Jack Leiter isn't great. I'm sure he'll be great, fantastic, um, win the 17 World Series is, um, and finish as the greatest pitcher of all time. But, like, maybe he won't do that. I don't know. There's a chance he won't do that. It's a so, chance. Slight chance, I'd say. Slight chance. But it's fine. We're fine. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk plenty more this offseason. This has been absolute blast thank you guys so much for making locked on rangers or locked on padres your first listen of the day if you're listening to this go follow javi on twitter at javi with two eyes uh peño um go listen to locked on padres if you want to hear um the absolute joy if you're watching this on video which you should be um it's it's right where, where he's pointing um if you're not subscribed <laughs> on youtube to both these channels please go do so um, we really appreciate it and uh any any closing thoughts on um, baseball? Are you just ready to just not think about baseball for a hot minute? Uh, yeah, I think I'm better off that way. I'm gonna go watch <laughs> some movies, some TV. Got a lot of good stuff coming out. Um, I'm finishing up Freaks and Geeks, which is old, but I'm excited about that. Oh, have you not watched Star that before? Trek Car with my mom. Seinfeld is on Netflix, and I have never watched it until recently. So, I'm I'm just trying to vibe and pretend baseball doesn't exist. Have you not watched Freaks and Geeks before? No, I hadn't watched it before. Oh my god, I watched it a few years ago randomly on Netflix, and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm so mad there's only two seasons. It's such a good show. It's only one season. Oh, it is. It's only one. Oh my, it feels like two, but it's only one. Such a good show. Um, yeah, if you're looking to forget about baseball, because maybe the Astros were they're up six to one in the sixth inning right now, about to. I just, and of course, I picked the White Sox to win the world series like like a damn moron but you know it was the it was the most palatable <laughs> pick for me of any of the teams that were in the postseason so that has a I, big part to do with this for sure yeah that's mainly what it was i'm just i'm never gonna pick the astros even if i know they're gonna win never <laughs> never in my heart of hearts well i'm gonna let you go enjoy some television um been a blast talking with you i'm sure we'll talk more about baseball and not baseball later on this offseason always a joy thanks for stopping by love stopping by man it's always a blast. 